at Shelby. After you listen to this episode with Lydia Love, you should head over to adamandeve.com and use our discount code CANDY at checkout for 50% off an item, 10 free gifts, and free shipping. Emily just recently got a stripper pole from them and she's been doing workouts on it. If you guys want to see videos of that, you can go to our Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast, a really fun quarantine activity. So head on over there and use our discount code CANDY. That's C-A-N-D-Y. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And today we're back with Lydia Love. So excited to have you back, Lydia. I'm so happy to be back. So how have you been since we last talked in, like, September? I feel like so much has changed. I feel like my life has, like, drastically changed. And it's crazy because back then I felt like everything was so great. And I feel like I've gone through, like, three different lives since then. (laughs) How are you handling the pandemic? Um, It was pretty difficult in the beginning. Actually, the first few weeks of it, I was very sick. And at the time, we didn't have testing, so I actually have no idea if I had it. Um, But whenever things started going crazy, about a week before everyone else quarantined in L.A., I was quarantining myself because I was sick and I didn't know what was going on. So, yeah, now I feel like I'm adjusting. They say adjusting to the new normal which I hate hearing that, but I guess I'm adjusting to it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree entirely. Trying to adapt to like this being our life now is so freaky. It's so weird. (laughs) And I saw something on Twitter, you were talking about how you're immunocompromised, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what has that experience been like? So I have lupus, and I would say that I'm fairly lucky, which is, like, a weird thing to say about lupus, but um, mine's not very severe. Like, I'm pretty healthy. I don't have any serious issues other than the fact that I get sick so easily. If I'm around anyone that's even mildly sick, I get the worst of it. And so, yeah, in the beginning, I was pretty scared um, because, you know, you hear that all of these people that are immunocompromised and they're 20 are dying. I'm just like, is that going to be me? I don't know what it's going to be like for me. So yeah, just the uncertainty of it really stressed me out in the beginning. Now I feel like I've adjusted and I've like developed this mindset that kind of helps my anxiety. And I just tell myself like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be like that, but it's just how I have to live because if I'm in constant fear, then I'm not going to be able to focus on anything else. So Yeah, it's true. I'm living in constant fear and I can't focus on anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's stressful. I I hate it. In the first few weeks, I was an anxious mess. And now I've just had to like develop this. Well, I don't know. It might happen. It might not. Mentality. Yeah, that is that is really scary. Yeah. So a big thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode because we touched on it in your last episode, was mental health, because I know that's something you're really passionate about, and that's something Emily is also really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I thought that could be an interesting conversation, especially because I feel like sex workers have to come at it at a different angle than other people, because their work is very stigmatized, and uh, they receive a lot of criticism. So I feel like learning how to combat that is probably not super easy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of people, if we say, oh, I'm depressed, the first thing they're going to say is, well, look at what job you're doing. 
And it's like, that has, those are two separate entities. Like those are not like one in the same. Cause in some ways this line of work has helped my mental health. And in some ways, yeah, maybe it has messed it up a little bit or changed the way that I think about things. But I feel like it's the same for every job. I'm sure doctors are severely upset. Yeah, wait, I was just about to say, wait, I'm an engineer and like my friends and I all joke about the fact we have depression and we do tie it very closely to what we do. Exactly. But for some reason, we have we feel like we can't talk about it when it has to do with sex work because then everyone's just going to jump on the fact that, oh, well, sex work causes depression and things like that. And so it makes us feel like it's something that we have to hide just to prevent people talking down on this about it or like further adding to the stigma of what we do and I feel like it shouldn't be that way at all yeah so that was gonna be my first question is I feel like a lot of people think the only reason people would get into the sex industry at all is because they're already struggling with their mental health so what what's your take on that I think that this line of work brings in a lot of people that do struggle with their mental health because it gives them the opportunity to work from home and it gives them their own personal freedom and to really be like who they are. Uh, But I, I would say, like I said before, it's the same as any other job. Like being a doctor brings in people with depression. It's, it's hard to fit people in a box, but I do think that it's a great um, like opportunity for people that struggle with mental health. So maybe it might bring in people that are struggling, but that should be viewed as a positive thing because it's giving them an outlet to work and make money and take care of themselves. And so, I don't think it should be a bad thing in people's eyes that the industry has people with mental health problems because it's helping them. They're able to work. They're not upset because they have to wake up every day and go to a job that makes them want to die even more. Yeah, I agree. And so when you receive criticism, because I know, (laughs) you know, when you put yourself out there, you're obviously going to get a lot of criticism back. So yeah. I guess the this is kind of a two-part question. The first part I would say is, um, as you've become more popular in, in the industry, how have you seen your mental health changed? And then how did you learn how to deal with the negativity that comes with being a sex worker? Yeah, um, it's crazy because I feel like I never want to say in some ways my mental health has gotten worse, but I've definitely had to adapt a lot. And that causes a period of time where it's very like stressful. And, you know, with gaining popularity, more eyes are on you. More people want to see you fail. More people want to talk down on you. But I kind of, I tried my best to just ignore it. I really, sometimes I, I don't even see people talking down on me when in the beginning I had so much time to just see people talk shit about me. And now I don't. And it's just, it's hard to ignore it, but I feel much better. And I feel like that early period of time where I did see the hate and I did see the negativity, it kind of shaped me into this person that's just like, well, I'm me, like, take it or leave it. This is me. And I don't let what other people say affect me. But for a while, like, yeah, it really did get to me. And seeing comments from other sex workers talking down on me, it really hurt my feelings. But now I'm just kind of like, well, I wish them the best in their career. This is my career. I'm so sorry that you feel that way about me, but I don't agree. <laughs> Good. That sounds really liberating. I'm really glad that, you know, you're ignoring all your haters. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess I have not talked to you, or we have not done an episode since mm-hmm. I've been on the show. So I was kind of wondering um, where, where you were at last time you were on Candy Girl. Ooh, let me think. Are you talking in terms of like mental health or just my career in general? 
probably more along the career, but I feel like mental health is going to be a reoccurring theme in this mm-hmm. interview. It's just as of right now, like any of our new listeners, yeah, like have no. I know my mom loved your episode. My mom's name is also Lydia. Oh, I'm cute. So she was like, Lydia Licious. I listened to that episode. Where were you? And I was like, Mom, I just joined the show. And she was like, um, what a shame. <laughs> that so my mom's so really funny. happy that I'm redoing this. Shout out Mama Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my mom. She'll really love that. Oh, so I guess the most straightforward question, um, what do you do? Um, like, what do I do now? Or in terms of like back then, like how things have changed? Probably how things have changed, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah so how like, have things changed? So in September, I was, when I actually was first on the show, I was in a very, like, uninspired point in my career. I, and I never showed it online, but I was seriously considering, like, I love my job, but what can I do different? Like, I need a way out. Even though I completely loved it, I was just really struggling. And I felt like I woke up and every day was the same. And I just, I didn't have any drive. I feel like, in okay this is weird to say but during this quarantine it's given me like a new love for my job and a new like drive and just I want to work so much harder so back then I don't know how many months ago was that like eight months ago I didn't even know if I would be here right now because of how I was feeling towards just the job I didn't want to do something that I wasn't completely passionate about I feel like I gained a whole new passion in the last few months and I've started camming again when I had a huge period of time where I was not camming and I started out as a cam girl. So it's like a big thing for me to just completely stop doing it. Um, OnlyFans has taken off. Okay, so yeah, um, during this quarantine, I've gained like a, a new fresh love for camming and for my industry. I feel myself interacting with other models more when for a while I, I felt really isolated. I didn't want to make new friends. I didn't want to speak to other models because I was just in this really weird period of time. And so I feel like I have like a fresh start. I feel as passionate as I did in the beginning right now. And so it, it feels nice to look back and be like, wow, in September, I was really considering not being here long term. And now I'm like, okay, I'm back. That was just a weird little time in my life. <laughs> Is that something that's happened to you before? definitely cam girl burnout is fucking real like it is so real and I think it happens in every job but I think it especially happens whenever your job is being out there and putting yourself out there and being active on the internet um and so yeah it's happened a few times in my career for sure but what I do is I usually just start something new so for example last time I experienced it was probably like December of 2018 and I January of 2019 started doing girl girl videos and and that just like gave me a fresh new thing to focus on and love and so I always have to just come up with something new to start doing that pulls me out of it that I can be really inspired by do you think if this pandemic hadn't have happened you would still be in that place you were in in September I started getting out of it um probably after AVNs every year that I go to AVNs I have like this fresh new love because I'm around all my industry friends and I see people that are more successful than me and I'm like so happy um so I don't know but I definitely think that I was off track I wasn't putting my all into my work I was kind of just like skating by I was making money on OnlyFans I wasn't really caring about releasing new stuff and so yeah this pandemic has definitely kicked me into overdrive and I'm I don't want to say I'm thankful for it because this is an awful situation, 
but I mean, in that aspect of it, like I'm, I'm happy that I was forced to slow down in life because I was just living life every day. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna do whatever I want and putting my career second. Do you feel like you have more time now to focus on your career? Yeah. Sometimes I wish that I had more hours in the day though. Like, cause with this pandemic, like we're stuck inside. And so we wake up and then all of a sudden it's 7 PM and you're like, wait, what? Right? And so that's been happening to me a lot, but I also have more time to focus on my job and do what I want to do every day instead of little silly things like someone inviting you to go out or wanting to go to the beach. Well, now I can't. I have to stay inside and work. Are you worried that you're going to get burned out again because of that? I don't think so because whenever I'm in periods of time like this, I just work so fucking hard and it, it like fuels me. I wake up and I think about work. I fall asleep and I'm thinking about work, which maybe isn't healthy. Like I don't recommend it to everyone. Um, I think eventually I'll slow down a little bit, but it, once I build what I'm trying to build right now, and then I'll be able to take a break and do some self-care. <laughs> so I, what is it you're trying to build right now? Okay, so actually, <laughs> um, I'm launching my own site to sell my porn on. And so just my porn, I wish I could make a platform for everyone else, but yeah, and I'm really excited because... I mean, I know it's weird to talk money, but I'll just say it. So these platforms that I'm on, they take 50%, 40%. OnlyFans takes 20%. With this platform, I am only giving away 10%, and that's to the payment processor. So I'm getting 90%. I'm getting as much as I could possibly get from my porn, and I am so excited. Like, oh, I am so happy. And so I've been working, like, really hard on that, making content for that. My plan was to have videos with other girls for it, but quarantine so <laughs> you have an internet girlfriend shop correct yes I've been working on that too and I I wish I could talk more about it but I haven't like officially announced what's going on um but if anyone wants to follow the uh Instagram is at internet gf shop and I've been like posting teasers and stuff so I'm hoping in the next like three weeks that's my project outside of sex work and I'm like super excited so what's the internet gf shop yeah, so I, I'm not, like, officially announcing it yet. Um, we can, like, cut it out then. I just want to oh, okay. know, like, is this so an opportunity I'm where making, my friend can, yeah, like... Yeah, so I'm making my own, um like, clothing store, which... Oh, cool! Yeah, so it basically, like, the same premise of, like, you see all the, like, Instagram boutiques? Yeah. I'm just going to have my own, so... And That's it's gonna so be, like sick. I feel like a lot of these boutiques, they have, like, um... You go on their page and it's all like super thin white models and they're not very inclusive and they just and so I just want it to be like a sex work inclusive brand but also like people that aren't in the sex industry can love it too so I'm really excited well I know I want some already okay so shall we cut that out I will I will (laughs) so what steps do you kind of have to go through to you know create your own platform I mean I'm sure there's a reason why most people use a place like OnlyFans or I forgot all the other platforms. (laughs) The startup costs are definitely not cheap. Um, I'm working with like a site developer that has years, like I think like 20 years of experience in the industry. So it's not someone that's just starting out and helping me like they know their shit. Um, But what I love about it is that it's all in my hands. Like I'm making the decisions. They're just helping me on this path. And so, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's very complicated. I actually wish I knew more about the process, but like I said, they're kind of helping me out so much with it and I'm just making the creative decisions. So 
it sounds like there's a lot of like business stuff that you're handling right now yes is did did you pick up on those skills through sex work or have you always kind of been business savvy definitely I think that I always was like savvy when it came to business even when I was like 12 years old I would make these little bracelets and like sell them at school and then when I was 14 I would get my clothes and I would sell them on this app that was similar to Depop and like flip clothing and stuff and so I've always had that like drive in me um, but I've developed so many skills through sex work and even if I didn't directly get them from sex work sex work inspired me to read these books about business listen to podcasts about business which I probably would have never been interested in if it wasn't for this so yeah maybe they didn't maybe sex work didn't like give me these skills but I learned them through it so yeah I feel like again I feel like people reduce sex work to you just take your clothes off on camera and people give you money but there's so many aspects of it like you have to have an online presence and -hmm. I think that's something people are really learning during this pandemic especially in-person sex workers who are now having to move online so I I am curious about that because you have such a strong digital presence. Mm -hmm. Is that something that took you a while to build up or did you already have a good understanding of how to build that? Yeah. So like I was always very heavily into social media. Uh, When I started online sex work, I probably had like 7,000 followers already from just being an internet girl that posted thirst traps and was not profiting from it just for fun. Um, I was on Tumblr even in high school. Like, I understood social media. Um, so it, I probably spent way too much time on social media. But I always understood it, and it's always been fun to me. So I feel very lucky in that aspect. When, like, for example, um, Star, my roommate, she is a dancer. And now she's a cam model because all the clubs closed. Mm-hmm. And every day she talks about how she's kind of struggling with maintaining that online presence and learning how to, like, post every day because she loves going to the club because she doesn't have to always be there. And she loves it. She's learning to love it. But I've seen this, like, shift in people being very, like, confused with how to maintain that online presence. And so I I really, like, my heart goes out to all the sex workers that are now online sex workers. Because I've done every form of sex work you can think of. But while I was doing those in-person forms of it, I always had my online presence. So it was never hard for me, I guess, because I was maintaining it while also doing that. Yeah, it was, like, something to fall back on just in case, like, an in-person gig didn't work out. Exactly, yeah. Emily, do you have anything to add? What do you need to add? I mean, I have a few questions. That's what I meant, yeah. Do you have any any questions you want to ask? Okay, so, first of all, um, it seems like you have a lot of dedicated followers. Do you have any followers that you would consider simps? (laughs) (laughs) I love simps. I want to fuck all the simps. I love them simps are my life um can you say that can you say that again i need my simp ass engineering friends to hear this i love simps (laughs) honestly like simps deserve all the pussy sorry i'm getting very vulgar but like no i love this we love simps in this house we love simps we stand simps yes Yes. honestly i stand simps (laughs) that word is so funny to me it's like i love the word simp my boyfriend has been hearing me use it an excessive amount I'll use it like ironically because like the I 
idea of it is so fucking dumb. Like, men are getting roasted for being nice to women. But, like, it's so funny that, like, that's a word right now. Like, what? If anything, the simps are going to be what women want to fuck. Like, I don't think I would ever fuck someone that was calling other... Like, if I went on someone's Twitter and they were, like, simp to people, I'd be like, yeah, no, pussy card revoked. (laughs) Exactly. Pussy card revoked. (laughs) I love that. I'm glad we're all on Team Simps here. Simp Nation. We love Simps. Simps pay my bills. Simps is not a dirty word. It's like slut's not a dirty word. That's right. (laughs) We have have a really good friend who's dating a simp. That simp is also a really good friend. Shout out, Eric. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My other question was going to be, and we've heard several sex workers kind of, like, mention this, but... I kind of like hearing everyone's perspective. Um, What are the AVNs like? The AVNs? Yeah. I fucking love going to the AVN. I don't go to the award show because usually by the last day I am exhausted. And the last thing I want to do is get dressed up and go sit somewhere for hours. But the convention is amazing. Um, It's very chaotic. I have actually have really bad social anxiety, which people probably would not think that because I push through it so hard. So yeah, for my anxiety, it's pretty chaotic. But it's also so much fun. I love, this year was my third year. So now I'm recognizing my fans, which is crazy. Like, I see them and I, like, recognize them and remember their usernames, which is so fucking cool. I recognize- Do you call them by their by their names or usernames? Yeah. No, yeah, I will. Or I'll ask them what their name is. But, like, usually I'll be like, like, for example, there's this one, uh, one of my tippers, HB. I'll be like, hey, HB, because, like, that's what he's called on cam. I don't know. Like, <laughs> And so um, I recognize other girls and other performers, which is so cool. And now I'm at the point in my career where girls come up to me and are like, oh my God, I fucking love you. And like want to take pictures. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like what? And sometimes it's people that I look up to. So I'm like, what is my life? And it always gives me this new passion for the industry. And some people, they'll leave avians and they'll be like, wow, that was the worst. I'm never coming back. I hated that. But I've never experienced that. Like I love seeing my friends because the only time I see them is once a year at AVNs or if we go to another convention. So it makes me really happy. Yeah, our guest last week made a comment because we posted you on our social media for all the people we're interviewing this hmm. week. And she was like, oh, I met Lydia Love at a convention. And she was Wait, so excited. Uh, her name's Cactus Cutie. She was on our episode last week. Okay, uh, I think I met her at Cam Clubhouse. I'm not sure if she told us what convention it was. She said yeah. she was there as a photographer, but she was, yeah. yeah, she was really excited to see that we were going to be talking to you this week. Oh, yeah, they're so sweet. <laughs> How important are conventions to the sex work community, do you think? Hmm. Let me think. I think that they're important in the aspect of um, we all get to see each other and we get to be around each other and be inspired and meet each other when we probably wouldn't be able to unless we, you know, made plans. Um but I, would, I don't want people to feel like they have to, in order to be successful, go to conventions because they are very expensive. Sometimes they're not really worth it. I've gone to a convention where I planned to shoot with people. Literally everyone bailed and I only did one video. And that video made me a lot of money, but what if it didn't? And then I lost all that money. And so I would say if you go to these conventions for the experience, it's fun. If you go with the plans of like concrete plans to film or things to go exactly their way, they probably won't. Um, but yeah, I don't want people to feel like they have to go to these conventions because they're expensive. Um, at the end of the day, these conventions are a business. So the like AVNs, they're trying to make money. It's not really about like the community. 
Um, but yeah, it is what you make it, who you surround yourself with. If you make it worth it, then it's a lot of fun. But you don't need it to be successful. There's people that are top models that probably make like 50 grand a month that have never stepped foot in a convention and they're doing just fine. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like it would be a good way to connect with people in the industry. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're right. If they're just doing it to make money, then it kind of sucks. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it's difficult. Also, I think it would be smart if one day you guys went to a convention because I have a, I have friends that do podcasts and every year they go to AVNs and they record with people and they walk around and like meet people and network and pass out cards and it's like good for them every year. So, Oh, I'm fully planning on going to the AVNs. So yeah, I, I think it's smart for people to have podcasts because then when, are, when else are you going to be able to be around that many people and get that many interviews? Hey, Lydia, I have social anxiety, too. If we go to the AVNs, can we come with you? Uh, yes, we can hang out for sure. Like, I will hold your hand. <laughs> yes. I need no, to literally, literally me. Yes, I will, because, okay, I'm so weird. So, like, I have social anxiety, but if I'm with someone that has it worse, I, like, mommy them. I'm like, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, you could just deflect by taking care of me, so exactly. I'm pretty anxious. No, yeah, it's... It's difficult. The first two years, I definitely had to, like, take anxiety meds and stuff, but this last year was actually my first convention where I didn't take anything, and I just did it, and it was my favorite one, so. Congrats. I can't wait until, you know, I can go to Home Depot without having to take Ativan and sanitize my (laughs) car afterwards. It was a process. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. We really, we should go to the Avians next year, Shelby. It's expensive. Like, I'm just warning you, like, it fucking, but... There's a hotel across the street. Sorry, I'm getting off topic. There's a hotel across the street that is much cheaper than the one that it's hosted at. And a lot of people stay there, too. So it's like, you can make it a cheap trip if you want to. You just have to be conscious of it because Vegas is so expensive. Reasonable. So how important is having a community in the sex industry to you? I think that it's extremely important. I think for the first time in my life, I feel connected to people and which is something that I've always struggled with. I always feel like I didn't fit in. And now I feel such like I'm a part of something. Um, I think that if I was isolating myself away from this and turning myself away from the opportunity to connect with people, I wouldn't feel as comfortable with my job. I might feel a little ashamed of it, but I'm constantly inspired and empowered by other people. And so I feel like being connected with my community has become a part of like my brand and who I am because people know like, if you want to tweet something to me, like, I'll probably reply, like, I'll, I'll be nice to you, no matter, like, how many followers you have, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely helped me, and, like, we we're touching on mental health, it's helped my mental health immensely, I think that some people, they do well, kind of, just logging on, and not connecting with other people, and that's what they want, and that's completely okay, I just think that I would probably go insane. <laughs> Fair enough. How can other sex workers help support each other, especially during this pandemic? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of ways. It just depends what you're comfortable with because some people, they don't want to reach me. Other people, because they feel like it takes away from um, people that are wanting to support them. In my opinion, I feel like there's enough for everyone. I feel like su- when you support others, you open up yourself to be supported by people as well. And so, you know, I've been making threads of like, hey, if you're a new sex worker, like comment your links below and then retweeting a few people and things like that. Um, if you're in a fortunate financial position, like 
maybe tip your favorite girl or someone that has helped you because I know I'm constantly inspired by people during this quarantine I've joined like 15 only fans of girls that I'm like inspired by and so because I'm in the position to where I can do so if I wasn't maybe I would just retweet people or encourage them post inspiring things I think it's important for us to stick together and I think that sex workers historically have always risen above you know things the obstacles that are hard for them and I think right now is a big one so I'm curious, do you remain friends with people you do scenes with? Oh, yeah. Everyone that I've shot with is my friend. Or even if we're not friends, friends, I know that I can text them and ask them, hey, what's up? How are you feeling? Um, But my best scenes are with my closest friends. Like, my two actual, in real life, best friends that my favorite scenes with and nothing changes about our friendship dynamic or anything it just if anything it makes us more bonded because we're like hell yeah bitch we're making money together and we're fucking like woo. <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's not weird to me um I I feel lucky because I choose my scene partners and so I can choose people that I actually really really like instead of people that I'm just by chance paired up with um so yeah do you think knowing the person and having a relationship beforehand makes the scene better? Oh, definitely. Like, for example, my scenes with my friend Mary, I actually love her. Like, I love her as a person. And so I view the scenes that we've done together. Like, yeah, we're having fun and we're doing a job and we're performing. But also, like, I'm showing my love to her. Like, I'm giving her physical affection because I love her and it's easy for me. And I, like, yes, I'm performing and we're putting on a show, but it's it's not weird to me. It makes it easier because I actually care about her. So if I'm kissing her, it's like, I'm kissing you because I love you as a friend. Like, And also we're making money. <laughs> That's so wholesome. I feel like physical affection is something people always leave out of friendships because they don't want to come across as weird. So I feel like sex workers get this like kind of special perspective being able to be physical with their friends, you oh, know? Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, at AVNs, there was one night where, like, I we don't have to get into it, but there was one day of AVNs where I just had, like, a severe, like, mental breakdown, and I was, like, fucking crying on the bathroom floor. Like, I was so sad about something, and she just, like, held me and wrapped her arms around me, and, like, afterwards, she cuddled me all night, and it wasn't weird. You know, in some friendships, you might feel like, oh, I'm gonna just let her cry it out. Like, hey, I'm here for you. You need to talk. No, she was like, come here. Let me cuddle you. Let me hug you nothing was weird about it like we've done the extreme you know form of physical affection so her cuddling me was like no big deal <laughs> that's amazing I love that so I feel like we're pretty physically affectionate at times I did share I a bit with you. huh I think it's important to I mean like some people have boundaries yes but like for me I love being physically affectionate with people in my life I love cuddling my friends regardless of like gender like if you want to cuddle let's cuddle like I I love it. I think it's awesome. I think that a lot of people have these walls up and I don't know, I guess I just don't, especially with my sex work friends. So yeah. Let's normalize let's normalize cuddling. I'm cuddle here for homies. it. Me too, yeah. Cuddle your <laughs> can't homies. Wait to cuddle your homies. Wow, Lydia, I can't wait to cuddle with you at the AVN. Okay, please, like a little cuddle cuddle, yes. Yes. I'm freaking out. I love all the people I meet. <laughs> I will cuddle here. everyone. Like I don't think you guys understand. I love cuddling. <laughs> we can bring all our simps in too yes <laughs> it's such an endorphin release to get to cuddle with anybody really oh yeah exactly i love it so okay here's my next question which i tried to phrase in a clever way so we see states reopening 
-hmm. right? And different people kind of have different, like, boundaries of when they're going to go back to doing things normal. Yeah. Um, so have you thought about when those legs are going to reopen? <laughs> oh, let's go. Okay, yeah, I'm, but seriously. I'm fucking dead. That was amazing. Iconic. <laughs> um, yes, I want to, I wish that I could start shooting literally tomorrow, but I can't. Like, I... I, every day I'm texting, like, my group chat with Star and Mary and being like, when do you think things are going to open? When can we shoot again? And Mary is always like, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a while. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to be able to shoot. I don't know when I'm going to be able to hook up. Like, I don't know. It's just so up in the air, which sucks. Um, but I think that's going to be when places in California start opening. Do you think every, um, you're going to wait until everything is back open, I, back to normal? Yeah. I think that I'm lucky enough to where no one is telling me that I have to go to work. No one is telling me that I have to reopen. Um, and so I think that I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what happens to everyone that starts shooting again and like wait and see what happens with the world. Um, Cause like, I don't need to shoot with other people to make my income. I'm doing honestly better than I ever have been right now. And so, yeah, I think I'm just going to wait it out. No rush. Of course, like, I wish that I could film with people so bad, especially because my site is launching. Um, but I'm just going to wait it out. My friend Mary, she does pro, and she says that she might not even shoot until next year if things keep going the way that they are. So I don't know. Lucky for me, I have some unreleased content that I need to sift through. But, yeah. Wow. Is that – does that make you nervous? Yes, but if anything, <laughs> I'm such like an person. I'm not even really nervous for myself. I'm more nervous for people that rely on girl girl content to make their living, or boy girl content, or even like the crews that are on professional porn sets. Like my heart goes out to the crews because they don't have OnlyFans. They don't have things like that. And so it's the industry. I think it's going to change. I've also seen a lot of pro performers saying that they realized how much they can make on OnlyFans and they might not even ever return to shooting. So I think that like this industry, this is changing some things. And so it's going to be interesting to see a year from now how things are. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about, you know, the crew for professional for porn. Perfect, yeah. yeah. There's so much more that goes into it than just the actors. That's so interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I've asked all the questions that I wanted to ask. Emily, is there anything else that you want to ask? No, I just want to hang out with Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, oh my gosh. Okay, seriously, if you guys go to AVNs, like, we have to hang out. We have to get lunch. So we have to do something. Like, I'll do another episode with you guys if people aren't sick of me. Like, yes, <laughs> never. I will literally, no. if I have free time, which AVNs is kind of, like, really hectic, but even if, like, there's someone that you want to interview, like, I can interview them with you guys. Like, we can figure some shit out because, like, I love supporting people. I found I found this podcast. Like you guys didn't even find me. I found you guys. I can't wait. Shelby like screenshot and was like, Lydia Love asked to re-interview. And I was like, yes, Shelby was always like, Lydia Love is like the biggest person we've interviewed. And I was like, oh damn, Aww. I wish I was there. Like I'm so excited. No, seriously, I, I think I found the podcast because I was just searching like Sugar Baby podcast because like, hello, ex-sugar baby, kind of current sugar baby. So I wanted to like listen to other people. And so yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to find us. That means I'm doing something right on our social yeah, media. Yeah, if you search like Sugar Baby Podcast on Apple Podcasts, you guys come up. So Bless. Hey. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> well, awesome. Lydia, thank you so much for being on our show today. If you guys want to follow her, her tag is at generic ho. Ho is spelled with a, a zero, right? Yes, on Instagram, but on Twitter, it's just generic ho. Generic ho. I always, I, the first two years that I was following you, because I followed you on my regular accounts before mm-hmm. we even had this podcast, and I always read it as uh, generic ho. And I was like, Everyone oh. does. <laughs> Men will DM me and they'll say, hey, Jean. And I'm like, what? It took me, no, I think until like we were in contact for the first interview, I like, I realized I was like, oh, it's generic ho. That's, that's what that spells. So generic ho. So yeah, give Lydia a follow. You can follow us on our Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast or Twitter at Candy Girl Pod. And if you have any questions for us or Lydia or anyone else who's been on the show, send us an email at candygirlpodcast at outlook.com and we'll hear from you guys next Friday. 